thing on. Oh. All right, y'all. Welcome back to episode 22 of Woo. the Chatterball Podcast. Your favorite yeah. podcast. I know it. You know it. We all know it. And Your mama know it. A- Your mama know That's what I was thinking. <laughs> today is a very special day on two fronts. So um, after much deliberation and meetings and uh, just thinking about what you guys want, we have decided to be more focused on themed episodes. And this is the first one in the series. This episode is about guys forcing their way out of teams to get traded to where they want to be. Obviously, I think we all know why we chose that theme. As you know, there's been some some pretty big news on the Brooklyn Nets front. Sorry to the Knicks fans. Another L. <laughs> and to celebrate, we uh we went down to Barclays. We looked around and we picked out <laughs> a one one random special worker to come and appear on the podcast. <laughs> this just so happens to be one of our old high school friends. So uh, why don't you tell everybody your name and say hello. Word. Thanks for having me on, guys. My name is David Estevez. I'm happy. I've been waiting for this moment to kind of be, be on this, ca- this pod. I know as, as soon as I found out y'all had this, I hit a Brahmi and I was like, what's good? When do I come on, bro? <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> episode before episode one had even dropped. <laughs> I bet I bet I slid in the DMs. I was like, I'm wait, I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. <laughs> and I'm he finally made it here, on, bro. I'm excited. I'm yep. excited. Um, David is a he's been a good friend of ours for a couple years now. He's also personally he put me on to the Nets. He he's who really made me a fan because I got to go to the games. I said, what's up to him? Yeah, I got to experience it. But when we first started doing this, the team was a lot different. Yo. We were. Yeah. We had D'Lo. D'Lo was our best player. That was the D'Angelo year. That was D'Lo's year. Yeah, man. And now. I was a year to be a Nets fan. And now we are just the home of the newest big three in the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I guess I want to start it out on how do you guys feel about this new Nets team who just added the beard, James Harden? Whoever wants to go first. Knicks fan? We'll let the guests go first. <laughs> All right. So me being a Nets fan since uh, probably like 12, 13 years now, since, before, since they were still in Jersey, this is like one of the biggest – happiest moments of my life right now at this point we could say we're, we're probably one of the best teams in the league we could, I in my whole time as a Nets fan I don't think we've been able to say that since 0203 <laughs> when we were going to the finals but now it's like legit it's crazy that to think when I started working for the Nets when I was trying to get people interested in coming out to games people that has looked me in my face and were like you are trash there's no one <laughs> on your team and you have zero draft picks and now today I got people hitting me up asking me to come come out to Nets games all the time, so it's a whole different ball game. It's it's a different life now. It feels good. It feels good. Ooh. Wow. The come up. The come up. Yeah, the come up is real. I definitely we, we happy for you, man. 
Definitely. Especially considering that the people in the garden ain't feeling that nice right now, bro. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. gonna talk shit. <laughs> it's gonna talk shit. All right, all right. I can't front. If you told me that the Nets would be in this position three, four years ago, I would have said how. <laughs> but right. they pulled it off. They pulled it off. Um, I've always liked your color scheme, your organization. I liked the team before all this. Like, I thought you had a good scrappy team, but now, now you just got three guys. I just, I'm just not fond of. So. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm just not fond of any of them. But I can't front y'all looking good. I don't think y'all gonna win. I still got it. I still got LeBron uh, being y'all. But you should make it to the finals. Anything less is just. Loose. Bro, I'm happy with that, bro. I'm happy with going from eighth seed to the finals. I hear that. A I hear that. Yeah, that's, that's a great ride, bro. And like I'm I said, okay I respect that. it that you've been here. You've been a Jersey fan, like. That's respect right there. But um, I know like 80% of your fan base can't say the same. Wow. Wow. The shots. <laughs> the shots are crazy. I'm okay with that. Am I lying? I'm okay with that, bro. You said it yourself, bro. You couldn't get nobody to come to the game. It's the nobody. price of greatness. <laughs> bro, but I'm, I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, money is green, whether it's coming from a Knicks fan pocket or a Net fan pocket. <laughs> I can't hate on that. No, it's true. I can't hate on that. <laughs> and look, we know we know our spot here in Brooklyn, bro. We know that we're, we're the little bro, the littlest bro in New York. Like we're the last team to be in here. We always had to compete with the Knicks, but now now y'all can't say shit to us. Like without <laughs> <little> bro, <laughs> I finally beat you on one on one, bro. Like you you can't say anything anymore. Our tickets yeah. will still cost more. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Rami. We will still have that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why the arena finna be empty when y'all open up again. Because nobody paying five hundred dollars to see Ob Toppin. That makes me feel safe. Game. That makes me. Feel safe. <laughs> Wait, we gotta talk about the like the Harden business though. Like, how did Definitely. we get? How yeah, did, like, we gotta see, talk about the journey to get here. See, know? that's the thing. You know, when when this news first dropped, I, I made a joke that the Nets' new name should be NWA. Because between Harden, Kyrie, and KD, it's just a lot of strong personality. And the way that Harden left, you know, Houston, I never would have expected to see that, you know, from him, considering how they catered to him pretty much his entire tenure there. You know, anybody he asked for to get traded, they were there. If he wanted to take the plane to go to another city to party and, you know, come back, for the next game, they were down to do it. They did everything they could, bending over backwards to make him happy. And he kind of just spit in their face and was like, mm, it's still not good enough. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, he's playing for the Nets now, but I still kind of have like this, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because when is he going to do that to the Nets? You know, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out between the three of them. Well, you, you raise a good point. Um, I think this might be one of, Despite what he said about, like, not trying to be disrespectful, I think this might be one of the most disrespectful situations I've seen from a star who um, wanted to get traded. Because just the comments about, oh, this team just isn't good enough. I mean, KD said that on his, like, burner account. But Harden, <laughs> he, he went in the press conference and said, yeah, these guys, 
they're not it. Um, I mean, I hope he doesn't do that to us. Uh, I'm hoping he could like get his image a little bit better. But um, yeah, I was definitely shocked by how he did that. And you know, concerning his teammates, I'm also a little weary of the personality things because. You know, since we're talking about people that force a trade, uh, we have to talk about his teammate, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> that situation was a little bit more, I guess, understandable because Kyrie did have some good reasons for it. Um, I'm sure Deshaun knows as, <laughs> like, our number one LeBron hater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. I don't. I hate LeBron fans, bro. <laughs> this fact. I'm sure um, you could give us the rundown on why Kyrie decided to leave the uh, Cleveland well, Cavaliers. Kyrie, Kyrie, Pete, the pattern. He seen LeBron was gearing up to go to what was obviously LA. I didn't know at the time, but it's kind of obvious when you see it, look at it in hindsight. But anyway, he was he was gearing up to leave, and Kyrie just. Uh, flipped the script on him and said, nah, I'm out first. <laughs> I'm going to leave first. <laughs> um, but um, I read some reports after the trade to the Celtics that he was threatening surgery. Knees yeah. Surgery. Like, what, bro, what? <laughs> Yo, that, is, that is so he legit, extreme. <laughs> he legit held his body hostage to get out of there. <laughs> he used the body on him. <laughs> He threatened them with a baby, not with a surgery, bro. <laughs> oh, that's not a good look. And then we all know how it turned out, worked out in Boston, and now he's now he's in Brooklyn. I never understood what went wrong in Boston. I thought, you know, me neither. I thought I he had a good situation. I had a good situation there. With a I think it's, it's, it's circumstance, bro. I think it's like the whole reason he left Cleveland. He didn't choose to go to Boston. That was a Cleveland-like bet. We're just going to ship you out to Boston. He never chose to be there. He gets put on this team. They just went to the Eastern Conference Finals before, literally the season before, without him. And now you right. got all these young kids without. that are like, yo, that's what I'm saying. They're like, I'm a beast without you, dog. We didn't need you to, to get this far last year, so why do we need you now? And he walked into that. He didn't He didn't ask to be put in that at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, but also, at, when he first went to Boston, he was talking a lot of shit. Like, I want my jersey in the shit. rafters. <laughs> I want to retire a Celtic. You remember the oh, commercial with his dad? Yeah, he's playing basketball <laughs> oh. with his dad in the arena. Like, oh, my God, we love Boston so much. It's well, all right. Yeah, he, he, he didn't have to do all that. He really didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You took it too far. Put, put yourself in his shoes. What you gonna say, bro? Like you're in the city, you're trying to get that sponsorship bread. You're like, all right, I'm gonna just say what I want. I want to be mean, in Boston. I love everybody. I hear that, but I, just, I, I get that. Honestly, anywhere would look like heaven when you leave in Cleveland. Also <laughs> true, bro. Also true, bro. Yeah, but not too many places can look like Brooklyn, no matter where you're coming from. And so, yeah. back. And, See, and, and um, even the whole so. Brooklyn thing, this is what I've been saying for the last year. Like, him coming to Brooklyn was the first time in his life that he chose where he gets to play basketball. That was mm-hmm. the first time where he was like, all right, I get to choose what, what city I'm going to be in, what team I'm going to play for, and I'm going to go home to the team that I rooted for as a kid. Like, you can't fault that man for doing shit like that. Uh-huh. Yo, no doubt. Yo, Rami, do you uh, think that that makes a big difference? You know, players playing in the city that they want to, that they've been like, idolizing their entire career. Like we're talking about Paul George, 
I think that changes. always wanted to play in L.A. I think that makes a big difference because why wouldn't you go to your like dream destination, you know? And I feel like when there's something like that in the back of your mind, like you said, Paul George has been saying he wants to go to L.A. Like when the, if they get good enough, they in the NBA, the stars have the say in the matter, you know, so they're going to get there eventually. So, you know, if there's a player expressing interest, I would say you better leverage them as soon as you can, because they're not going to stay in small market towns. It's rare. You know what I mean? That loyalty, yeah. that, that urge to stay for a decade plus in a small market town just because they're good to you, it's kind of played out now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of Paul George, um, his situation is like, in, in my opinion, one of the craziest situations we've had where, um, first of all, he forced his way out of Indiana. He didn't get where he wanted to go. So he goes to OKC you know, has some decent seasons. And then he has, like, a year where he's, like, third in MVP. So they're like, okay, cool. Him and Westbrook, they're friends. We're going to sign him to an extension. And then, like, <laughs> he pretty much right after that extension, he gets traded to the Clippers. Um, I'm sure OKC wasn't really planning on doing that. But um, there was some pressure applied from the Clippers from Kawhi Leonard and it's LA. So of course, Paul George is going to be like, I'm out. <clears throat> so that whole thing just, it just kind of shows you like the power of the stars and location because that was just a big market team saying, nah, we're taking him. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, I thought that was kind of scary. That in my opinion. That brings up uh, something I think about a lot. It's rough out here being a small market team. It's really rough because anytime you don't, stars don't go to you. And then when you draft a star, you have to do move heaven and earth just to keep them. And it's just like, look what the Bucks had to do to keep you honest. So that's just a little side note. We don't have to get into that. I feel, I feel like to be honest, it's it's changing now. Like Giannis signing that contract was huge. AD stayed in New Orleans for like what eight years before he asked to, to get out. Even yeah. Harden, Harden was in yeah. Houston for eight seasons, tried his best to win. Yeah, it wasn't good mm -hmm. enough. Did and he? And he's like, uh, give it did he Harden do his best? Did he Harden do his best? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He definitely want, gave his best. When I see him in the elevator, <laughs> I think he definitely gave his best. Yeah, ask him in person. Yo, people knock people are playing him mad harshly. Like he was, he led the league in scoring what three, four times. Like he was. And people playing forget that there was like three or three seasons there where he was by himself, bro, by himself. Like he was that entire offense at like scoring thirty five and then averaging like twelve assists a game. And and, people and were like, he yeah. spent he like, when he when they traded for. I don't remember if they traded for him or if he just signed there. Like originally, he wasn't the superstar he is now. Like he got better. He put in the work for his game. You know, he was loyal he to that team. He unlocked his game down there, bro. Because before that, he was with OKC, and it was they went to the finals. They didn't want to give him his extra two, three million that he was asking for. Someone was like, "Bet." And now we got eight years of Harden going off, averaging 30, 30 every year. Like uh, you can't say that man didn't try at least. We uh, yeah, yeah. We I mean, on AD. 
My, I, I don't want to. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be a player apologist. I apologize, guys. I don't want to get you in trouble. Now you know you, you. You see Harden in the elevator, and he's like, "What the fuck you said about me <laughs> on the Chatterball <laughs> podcast?" <laughs> I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. That exposure. They was talking shit about you on this podcast. (laughs) You should tweet about it. He got the Google alert. You know, as soon soon as he hears his name, bro, get on that burner account. Uh, (laughs) All right. But moving on, we did did touch on um, Anthony Davis. Um, who also forced his way out, but ironically, he didn't get. I feel like he didn't get too much flack for it. Um, I think it's because of the way he did it, he, and it was understandable because you know they were not going anywhere. And he was like, you know what, I'm done, but I'll be here. I'm not gonna like ghost y'all. I'll be here. I'm just not. Well, I'm done. And they, he he didn't even sit out the games. They just didn't want to play him. Just yeah, he got hurt. Cause you know, then your trade value goes down and all that. So he went about it the right way, I, I guess. I mean, as right as you could be when you publicly request a trade. But yeah, yeah, I, I was gonna be to say, I'm gonna be devil's advocate. Then. What's the, what's the biggest difference between that AD doing the same thing that Harden did? That's what I was. Well, just about okay, to hold say. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds exactly. I got I got an answer for that. All I right. got the I got yeah. several answers because I would say the difference between AD and Harden is that, like Deshaun said. He kind of did do it the quote unquote right way. He let his agent do all the work behind the scenes and handle all the details. He didn't go like out there in the media and like posting pictures on Instagram and disrespecting his teammates and all this other crazy stuff. He kind of just let his will be known and kind of let everybody else around him on his team figure all that out for him. Yep. Because he, he was there, he was ready, he was willing to play. And you know, he wanted to be a part of the team, he wanted to be a professional about it, but. Exactly. I mean, it is what it is. That's fair. I mean, I feel like because what what did Harden do so unprofessionally though? He besides going to the media because at the end of the day, AD did the same thing. He also did went out there. Did you not hear Demarcus Cousins? Cousins? Did you not hear Cousins? He just said that because he did. He he like clearly didn't want to be there, bro. He said he said the disrespect started way before the interview. Just not showing up to training camp, bro, it's like a huge disrespect. And he was partying while he was not showing up. Like, it's one thing if you're quarantining, but, like, come on, man. Everybody knew you just didn't care. So that's that's the difference to me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but, hey, you got to party, bro. He didn't want to go to work. <laughs> Taking a vacation. What you going to do on your vacation? You don't want to go to work. You're going to go hit the strip club this and party. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> a new level, man, I'm here for it. <laughs> I ride, I ride a die um, for my next players, bro. Once you put the, once you put that Brooklyn logo on, I ride a die for you. That's how it is. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed you can't to fault be. you for it. Definitely. Um, I I also want to say that I feel like Harden had quality players. Like it's not like he was nor he was in New Orleans where like. They put some okay teams around AD, but nothing really crazy. I mean, all right. Personally, personally, I love that 2018 Rockets team with Chris Paul and Harden and all those guys. Oh, that team was amazing. Yeah, they should have won the chip. So, yeah, seeing them, seeing that, like, crumble and not work out definitely, like, 
I, I kind of looked at Harden in a different light after hearing, like, all those reports and stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's a cool guy, but <laughs> I, I don't know. That was that was weird to me. Yep. Chaz, do you think, like, it's even weirder if, like, the player was injured while they forced their way out of a team? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Speaking of people that I um, <laughs> that I kind of look like I look at in a funny light, um, there's that other guy, the funny guy, who, <laughs> the, pulled, the fun, who pulled a real funny move. The fun guy. <laughs> Bald man gets paid. <laughs> yeah. You get paid. Um, if you're not getting the references, we're talking about Kawhi. <laughs> who um famously forced his way out of the Spurs. But that's also a different situation because he forced his way out and then he won a ring for a, a franchise that never had a ring. Can um, Harden do the same? Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but the context around it, though, it's kind of unprecedented. Like, it, if anybody else wants to shed light on it oh yeah so basically with the Kawhi situation it, it kind of felt more justified you know I mean all of these players are obviously justified in their right to want to leave a bad situation but I think with Kawhi him being injured and feeling like the team didn't have his back that they were trying to force him early you know to return when he didn't feel comfortable with his body playing I think you know I could see how as a professional that would really rub me the wrong way. It's just like, you're not listening to me. You're telling me that I don't know my own body and you're trying to risk my future, my bag to help y'all win a couple of games. It's just like, eh, you know I, what I wouldn't want to be there either. You and you got your teammates talking shit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> Did, didn't like, Tony Parker yeah. say, oh, if you don't want to be here, like all this and stuff. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So. I didn't I'm understand. Out. I didn't understand where all that came from. You know, I I thought they were always, you know, very tight run ship. Everybody was happy there. So to have their their cornerstone player hurt and them trying to rush him back, when does that ever happen? Usually, it's the other way around. I feel like yeah. this was like the first time I started mistrusting the media because I feel like that whole Kawhi thing was the media's fault. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you got Kawhi who never talks. Period. Like point blank, won't say <laughs> two words. And I bet you he was not talking to Tony Parker, none of those players. And every day of practice, Tony's like, when's Kawhi's getting back? What, what is good with Kawhi? And the only thing he's hearing is from the media. Of course he's going to be like, if he don't want to be here, he don't have to be here. And mm. I bet you they never talked to Kawhi once that entire time. It was all I media believe that thing up. That's true. But Tony didn't have to say nothing either. Like, he could have right. looked like, how long you've been in the league, bro? You know how the media is. So... It is what it you is. Know, he was Tim probably, talking, he's gone, he was the probably Spurs frustrated were because he was on his last days in the league at that point. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> without Kawhi, he wasn't going to win no more chips, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the Spurs him. haven't been the same since. He ends up on the Hornets for, for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and and that... the Kawhi situation can always be can always be forgiven because he won the chip for the Raptors. So, you know. Yeah. Personally, that was my favorite Kawhi, Raptors Kawhi. Um, I, I just really like that team. I love, I love seeing teams that are well put together with chemistry. And that really doesn't happen that often 
when it's the situation of a guy forcing a trade. Like, um, I'll, I'll throw a bone to the Knicks fan here. Oh, Let's talk about um <laughs> that whole uh, – we're going way back. I'm sorry for the younger listeners, but um, this is a throwback. Let's talk about um Carmelo and how he got Whoa. to the Knicks. Ah, see, that's all Deshaun right there. That's all me. See, back then I wasn't following ball as much as I did now. I just knew uh, the Knicks was angling to get Amari some help, and uh, I heard I heard about Melo. Not uh, how did it go? Something about like they, everybody knew he was gone. Everybody knew he wanted to go to New York. He made it publicly known, but he was still mm-hmm. showing up to work, still getting buckets, and. Uh, I don't remember it being that toxic, honestly. So I don't know why Nuggets fans is all always so salty when he goes back to Denver. I get, <laughs> I get. <laughs> I mean, I get. See, it hurts being a small market team, but they good now. They got Jokic. But um, yeah, I think Melo kind of handled it the right way. Like I don't even think he publicly said he wanted to be out. It was just kind of obvious because of his wife, Lala. She was she was just trying to get into other endeavors, and you can't be doing that in Denver. So was Melo. <laughs> Yo. We're not getting into that. But it's funny. Um, the Nets, the the Knicks pulled the trigger on that. Um, lock kind of, you could say lopsided trade because it was get, half of their starting lineup. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we got a Chauncey Billups too. If he wasn't so old, he could have been cool. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, to, <laughs> to be fair, no, that trade paid off for you guys. You guys went to the playoffs a couple years. We're exciting team to watch. The funny, but the funny thing is, um, the Nets was trying to get him too. So the Knicks, um, the Knicks kind of like forced the issue there, so the Nets wouldn't get him. And shit, look how different history could have been if that happened. If they had just waited until free agency, he would have signed there, bro. Could have got him. Yeah. If they waited, I, I, I have, I can't, I'm pretty sure the Nets would have traded for him. Because remember, they that's before they were going to Brooklyn, so they needed that, that that franchise piece to be like, hey, we're Brooklyn and we got mellow. But y'all ended up with, I want to say, Dar- Darren Williams, right? That was yeah. years later. That was years later. I think around that time, Melo was getting traded. Like, no, nah, nah. nobody. You, you got Darren Williams while y'all was still in New Jersey. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's what I meant. You, they were trying to get a star to, you know, to headline the Brooklyn team. And the Knicks ended up with Melo. Y'all ended up with Darren. And here we are. <laughs> and now we got a big three and y'all got Obi Toppin. <laughs> <laughs> and Emmanuel quickly. And RJ Barrett. RJ <laughs> Barrett. <laughs> the three-headed monster. Oh man. No. Nah. Our, I feel it. We're getting our guy in the next draft. <laughs> Just keep piling, piling like up the last three drafts. Just keep piling up them L's. <laughs> <laughs> Three-headed monstrosity. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Yeah. So, oh, wait a minute. Yes. We uh, forgot to talk about my my favorite. 
Yes. My favorite guy <laughs> who like forcing his way out of the team. Honestly, I don't <laughs> even think he forced his way out. I think he was trying to force them to get better. And they're like, nah, we want to suck, bro. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, we're not on that type of time. Jimmy G buckets. Um, I know like the Minnesota thing is all famous for, I'll let somebody else tell the story, but I do think it's really funny how um, D Wade went to the Bulls for that one year. And remember it was like D Wade, Rondo and Jimmy. And um, yeah, <laughs> basically Wade and Jimmy were like mad at the rest of the team for like being trash, and they're like, "Nah, <laughs> y'all don't know how to win." <laughs> and I think, I think that's where Jimmy got it from. Like, he probably always felt that way, but Wade probably gave him like the confidence, the idea to mm-hmm. the say eye- it out loud, the eye-opening moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah say it like, with your chest. Bro, you could say this. They they trash. <laughs> what are they gonna say? <laughs> so, what are yeah. they gonna say? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, then that trade happens, and Jimmy goes to Minnesota, and one of the funniest funniest years in basketball happens. I think we all know the story. Oh, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Jim oh yeah, here? Rami, tell that story real quick. Bro, that year, <laughs> that year was, was wild. so funny. And he was, was that with no Coach Tom, Was that with Coach Thibodeau? Yes, yeah. bro. Yeah. Bro, they had Coach Thibs. They had Jimmy with Cat and Wiggins. and who, Wiggins. And Wiggins, right? Oh my God, what a great combo! And <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, plays hard. He's thinking they're gonna have a good year. The team ends up struggling bad early on. And <laughs> there was that really famous like headline when at practice Jimmy ends up going to play with all the like third string team and face all the starters and then just starts calling them out for not trying hard enough. That like he he even goes on on record of saying y'all can't win without me. <laughs> y'all can't. Win. And they could not. And they could not. So they, they he, he, made, he made a stand against that team that year. He really took on the nemesis like the evil guy role on that team but what's crazy <laughs> is they end up making the playoffs that year in the for the only time nah. in like the last two no yeah nah bro they made the playoffs the uh, the year before without uh, jimmy no with with jimmy yeah i was about to say and then he got traded and then he got traded in the beginning of the next year and oh then- so two seasons oh okay i didn't realize he made it two seasons but yeah. anyway, Jimmy's time there was well spent because they made the playoffs for the first time, for the only time we any of us can remember. Um, then yeah. He, yeah, since KG was there. Then he ends up leaving yeah. the next year. He gets he gets traded to the 76ers and pretty much more of the same. <laughs> yeah, drags them well, to the Copy and paste, copy and paste. I don't know if you guys remember. But the Wolves were actually, like, the third seed. And then Jimmy got hurt. And they just, like, free fell all the way to, like, the eighth seed. And they had to they literally had to play, win they the had last to play in, They had to play in with the Nuggets. Yeah, like, the last game of the yeah. season. 
No, it was the Nuggets for the last oh, game of the last, season. Oh, the last game of the season, and then they played yeah. the Rockets. Yeah, it was make, they got winner, winner makes it basically. That was insane. Yeah, yeah, and it's really it really wasn't fair to Jimmy how he was characterizing the media as being like a locker room cancer when all he wanted to do, like you guys said, just make the guys around him better. Like it's not yeah. his fault that y'all don't want to try. And the prime example of all that is just like look at where Jimmy is now. Look at all those other teams that he left because he took Miami to the finals his first year there, dragged the 76ers to I think what the second round. And they were just one Kawhi shot away from the right. Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Like he brings out the best in all of his teammates, but for some reason he doesn't get that that label publicly. And I don't get it. Um one other factor about that Wolves tenure that I think was funny. This was actually like the GM or the president of the team. So he he had the full power of not trading Jimmy or trading him. And it was just so funny. He was holding out because he was like, no, nah, no, nah, Jimmy's my guy. Nah, he'll come around. Tibbs is the one that made Jimmy the way he is. Like, without Tibbs. Well, that's no true. Tibbs. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Without Tibbs, there is no Jimmy. That's and true. It's so funny because now Tibbs is also getting dragged through the dirt for having that same mentality that Jimmy had when he was in, in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Tibbs is very... It's, um, you need, like, no offense to Jimmy. I love him. I think he's a tremendous player. But when you don't have, like, that insane talent, like that Kobe or that MJ, but you have that mentality, everybody's just – they're not as quick to accept it. Like, you think, like, I don't know, who's, like, a – like, Bradley Bill. If Bradley Bill punched somebody in practice, you think <laughs> we'd just be like, oh, yeah, he – Great. He probably deserved it. No. Yeah, Bill is some <laughs> nice, but I, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. Yeah, like imagine yeah. Julius Randle like coming into the and locker room, like too- smacking teammates. <laughs> <laughs> and I can actually see though. I can actually see that though. I'm not gonna front. Julius been carrying us. <laughs> like Bro, crazy. He's playing like an MVP for y'all right now. He is. He'll fetch a nice draft pick on the trade market. Maybe he'll be the next star to force nah, his way out. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> okay. I can see. I can't. He's going to be like, yo, Tibbs, I'm tired of playing 50 minutes a game, bro. I want to sit. Put me on a different team right now. I can't win with these cats. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's I like, who are my teammates right now? I don't even know who's on my roster. Yeah, right? Who, who are these guys? <laughs> who is this? I, I do want to – I want to give a quick shout-out to KD. Um, You know, everybody hates him for that Golden State move, but he did not force his way out. He left in free agency. <laughs> and from the from the, the alleged burner, we know uh, he also thought he couldn't win with those cats. <laughs> so, you know, we love you, KD. You could bring us a ring. Oh. You, you're the man, bro. Wait, make, make sure he hears that, David. <laughs> I got you. I got yeah, you. Tell him, tell him in the elevator. <laughs> bro, I started getting my fingers fitted for a ring as soon as. Yo. <laughs> I, like, oh, I like that energy. I like that energy. Wow. I was like, let me figure out my ring size real quick. <laughs> Wait. I figure out if I want it as a pinky ring or my middle <laughs> finger. I don't know yet. 
<laughs> that employee ring is gonna wow. look real nice. I can tell you that much. <laughs> y'all get? Do y'all actually get rings? At, from every uh, every other one of my friends who works for a team that's won a championship has a ring. Ooh, so that's... I'm I'm knocking on wood, crossing my fingers. Next up, my old boss used to work at the Yankees. He got that Yankee ring. I'm like, bro. If, Ooh, that'd be fire. fire, especially since you've been rocking with them for so long. Fire, I kind of mm-hmm. bro, I'm rocking it every <laughs> opening night for the rest of bro. my life, man. Let me tell you, bro. If the Knicks, if I work for the Knicks and they want a chip and I got a ring for it, I would never, you would be dreaming. I would never <laughs> take that ring off, never. <laughs> Come on, bro. That would be the only way I would remember it. Let's be realistic. Oh, my God. Just, let's move on. <laughs> um, so, I guess, like, since we ran ran through these guys. Um, oh, yeah, Dwight, too. Dwight was another one around that same mellow era who um, wasn't happy with his team. And I, that didn't work out for him. So, I don't really want to talk about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 keep up the good spirits. Um, I think Dwight Dwight for Dwight it was it wasn't even more more so his fault. It was like my dude, the NBA just changed up on him. Like he went from being a top ten player in the league to no longer being use, useful at all on any team in the NBA. Yeah, like, I, I I agree. Geez. No, David is right. I'm because- serious though. I'm serious. Because that was like the start of small ball, you know, when Dwight, I think it was like 2012 when he got traded to the yeah. Lakers. Something and that was really like the beginning of the small ball era. Guys were shooting a lot more threes. You know, the offense wasn't going through the post like how it was in like the 90s and the early 2000s. So he was kind of just in no man's land. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely like a product of the era because we're seeing so much player movement. Because now, like, guys could just, like, go on Twitter or something, you know, pull a pull a page out of Eric Bledsoe's book, just uh, tweet, I don't want to be yeah. here, and then the team just kicks you out. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're not even an all-star. Fires your coach, kicks you out, changes up the whole roster. Yeah. Yeah, you're averaging I mean, 15 points per game for the team. You ain't the power of no power of Twitter fingers. <laughs> he just want he just didn't want to be at the salon, but that just goes <laughs> to show you you gotta use your Twitter, man. Use it use it wisely. Cryptic tweets. He should have had a burner though, like KD. <laughs> he was too bold with it. <laughs> but he was too bold. <laughs> but if he had a burner, how would they know he wanted out? I mean, I, I think they could tell. <laughs> I, I really if they just saw I don't want to be here and ran with it, I think they like had an inkling of an idea. So they just assumed maybe... it was Eric Bledsoe. All right. Hey man, listen. This is <laughs> uh, this well, is a KD call, safe space. Well they <laughs> Well they call Eric um fucking mini LeBron or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So his yeah. Twitter handle could have been Mini LeBron, and they were like, "I think this is Bledsoe. Let's get him out of here." Yeah. <laughs> nah, Mini LeBron's definitely. He would have been like Mini LeBron '99 because you know there would have been way too many heads on that line first. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun, you're you're banned from making jokes for the rest of the night. That was no. <laughs> man, get, 
Come on, bro. Tonight's not your night. You've had a lot of good ones, but uh, we got to put you on injured reserve because that sense of humor is broken. Yeah. Comedy reserve. Boo. <laughs> um, I guess, like, just to finish up, do you guys – can you guys, like, predict the next star who's going to want to leave their team? Bradley Beal. Right, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley I can Beal. see that. Mm, right. Um, aside from Bradley Beal, let's try and make it hard, harder. <laughs> I say Giannis, honestly. You yeah. say Giannis? Okay. Wow. Giannis. Listen. <laughs> Yo, the, I, just, I just don't like the way that he came out and said the only reason why he signed the extension was so people wouldn't ask him about it all year. It kind of feels like they kind of forced him to do it, like, you know, it didn't seem like his oh, heart yeah. was really in it. Please take $220 million. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, honestly, Harden just signed an extension, what, like two, three years ago, and he forced his way out. You could still get the bag and get to the yeah, team but that you want. Different <laughs> circumstance, though. Different circumstance. You think he's going to be the next one after Bradley Beal to to actual, to force his way out? You can't think of nobody else? Oh, Zach uh, Levine? I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I was going to say Zach Levine. I can see Devin mm-hmm. Booker leaving if they don't win with Chris Paul. Well, that's Chris what they Paul got, got like Chris a year Paul. or two left. <laughs> I know, but he only got a year or two left. What happens when he retires? True. Like if, if they're still if they go straight back to being as much trash as they were before they got Chris Paul, why would Booker say that? He already he already said he wants to team up with D'Lo and, and Towns somewhere. Oh, yeah, not in Minnesota, but somewhere. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah it, it can't be in Minnesota. That, that's just it can't not be in Minnesota. First of all, Elo and Towns ain't working out. Funny enough, I was <laughs> I was gonna say Towns, but they got his boy, so they they bought themselves a little time. But like, they're not gonna win anything. They can't. I don't know. They're just they're just messed up. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. This goes to show how big it is. Like the organizations and the teams that you be on play a big role in where these players want to be. Because D'Lo was dogging here in Brooklyn, and that's because we got that good culture where it's like, "Yo, we'll ride or die with you. Whatever you need, we got you." He mm-hmm. goes to to Minnesota. They don't do that over there. Like my friends over there that that work over there, they're not like that. They're just like, "Oh, it's just it's cold out here. Nobody, no player wants to go play out there." The organization isn't investing in nobody. It just it, it's a different ball game. Yo, D was dropping 50 balls on the Warriors. And I'm like, I'm gonna draft this dude for fantasy. So I draft him, and now he's dropping like I'm lucky if he gets 20. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> we loved you. I loved different you. Why are you treating me like this? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> when he was on the Nets, that's when I started becoming a fan because they became really fun to Yo, watch. Yo, he was a hero on the Nets. He was so dope. Yeah. Bro. So I you know why him. it was? Because we kept him in check, bro. We never, like, I don't know if y'all remember, but that, that one season he was really good with us. The first half of the season, he was playing pretty booty. Like, we were benching him in the fourth quarter of games for the entire fourth quarter. And then, <laughs> then we, we put him in check, and he was like, all right, I need to change up the way I'm playing. And then he became Wait. an all-star, like... He, he was an anti-Steph Curry. Bro, we, I, I told you not. Like, we were, fourth quarter came around, and it was like, D'Lo, you're sitting down, and you're not touching the court this entire quarter. Like, uh-huh. just chill and cheer the team on. Sometimes you got to do that oh, with man. these young dudes. He Wait, didn't have so- that in L.A. He didn't have that in, in Minnesota. He had it in Brooklyn, and he had it at Golden State. He David, 
I wanted to ask you something about that. You know, you spoke on how like the culture of the organization can really affect the players like mentality when they go out and play. Do you think that really plays a big role into like keeping guys on certain teams? Because we've seen a lot of teams that are trash, but guys don't force their way out of there. They kind of just leave in free agency. But if it's like a good organization, you feel like they are trying to put in that work to be a good team that makes you want to ride it out. Kind of like Kemba, for example. Yeah. I think so. I think that's huge because I think on the back end is as a player and like even even us is like if we're if we're going to look for somewhere to work, we're not gonna go to the place that it's like, yo, they this company's gotten pretty bad ratings the last like ten years. We're gonna be like, I wanna go to like the Googles, the Apples, the places that are gonna pay me a lot of money. And also I already know that everyone that works there likes working there. Same thing with the players. They're like, yo, I know everyone that goes to to Golden State loves being in Golden State. Why wouldn't I wanna go over there? Everyone that that's in since we got Sean Marks and he really kind of shifted that whole culture for us. Since since he came in, everyone that's come to Brooklyn has loved being in Brooklyn because we're <laughs> over here. We're legit like player first, bro. Whatever you yeah. need, we got you. And it's we, fun. We got family rooms, and it's fun. It's fun. We make it easy for them. They don't got a they don't got that spotlight the Knicks got, so it's not like the media's on them all the time. We're pretty low key in Brooklyn, and they get to do what they want. They get to have fun and still be in that big market. So like it's all yeah. these little things that kind of tie into it. And, like, look at Port- Portland and Milwaukee are perfect examples. Portland, not a big market, amazing organization. Every player that's mm-hmm. ever gone there, a lot of my friends yeah. that have worked there, they say that it's a play- great place to work. It's low-key, very quiet, but, like, no one's ever going to give you shit. You're not going to hate going into the office every day, hate going to practice every day. Like, it's, it's a good environment. I feel like there are certain places that don't have that, and those are the places that generally are pretty bad year after year after year. Like Madison Square Garden. I don't want to say no name. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and then we're changing, we're changing the culture. <laughs> that, that's, that's perfect because, look, that culture starts from the top. That culture yeah, is always does. bad. Yeah, that because the, net, the, the Nets have bad. only been in, in New York for, what, not even 10 years, but they've already attracted the biggest free agents to come to New York City. Yeah, I can't. And even with that, even with that, it took us to change. We had to go shift from like that original organization that came over. Once Joe Sy and his ownership team took over, it was a different ball game. Our culture shifted 100%. It's it's a whole different ball game once you bring in the right people up top. Well, let's, I hope it works out for y'all. And, uh, Good Godspeed is like yeah. Enjoy enjoy your game. It's about to debut tonight, hopefully. Yeah, I'm they watching right now. Playing right now. They're playing right now. Yeah, yeah, we're playing right oh, now. Oh, yep. Yeah, we got it. Right now. All right. Let's uh let's say good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this up. We all tuned in. Uh, well, this is episode twenty-two. Our a low-key milestone. Let's say, let's all give a round of applause for our guests. Yeah, shout yeah, out to David. Time. Thanks for coming Thanks out. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> no I doubt. You gave some amazing insight. It was awesome. I'm like Bruce, I'm like, uh, Bruce Brown right now. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be on the <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you got uh, enough, like, you got some hype of the Nets. You definitely hyped up the Nets <laughs> subliminally. <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, man. This, was, this was a good episode. We going we gonna send it home now, Chaz. Yep. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in. Episode 22. Thanks for staying with us this long. Um, we've got some, we've always got new content coming, new guests. 
We're going to start having guests. We're going to start doing more themed episodes. It's going to be awesome. Uh, appreciate all of y'all. Catch, catch us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you consume your podcast. And thank you, everybody, and good night. Yeah, yep. See ya. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>